Hey, welcome back. It's season three of Garage Monologues. My name is Jay Swanson, and you've probably been listening for a while if you haven't already. If you're hearing this or seeing it, it means that you're on the public feed, which means that this episode came out about six months ago for my patrons. And if you'd like to get on top of that, if you'd like to see these episodes as they come out, support the show, help me to keep it going, because, you know, it's, it's everything's up in the air this year. There are a lot of big changes coming, but let me know over on patreon.com slash jswanson. You can support the show. You can listen to all the episodes from this season right now. You don't have to wait, or you can continue listening to them as they drop every other week for the next five or six months. It's the season of becoming French, and there's a lot of cheese that gets eaten in this season. I hope you enjoy it. Definitely got to wake up before we get I mean, you can just use this as your time to wake up. Maybe you should start going to sleep so you get ready for jet lag. Yeah, if only it worked that way. Welcome back to Garage Monologues Season 3, Episode 9. This one is overdue, and we have lots of problems, but that's we'll explain them all. But I wanted to wait and make sure to include my dad. This is my dad. Hello. And uh, he he's, he's now going to be the last guest of season three but also like karen was the last guest of season one my sister so i guess every odd season can have a family a family reunion at the end yeah maybe we can all be together for the next one that'd be fun yeah it would be just gonna have to get another microphone or well or learn to share or learn to share about time i refuse (laughs) i refuse so the the complications is that we so last the reason we didn't do this last week is because i couldn't get the cheese because all the cheese shops in my neighborhood were closed. Um, and I think that was on a Wednesday, one or two weeks ago. And then I asked for help from someone who will remain nameless because they had emergencies that then made meant that they couldn't help. Uh, and so I had to scramble today to try and get the cheeses and all the cheese t- shops are closed again. I don't know what's going on, and uh, none of the supermarkets have... The, we're also at the end of the cheese, so if, for those of you, for context, for those of you that may just be tuning in for the first time, this is uh, the season of becoming French, so it's the road to citizenship. It's, um, you know, talking about becoming French, talking with friends about it, talking about my dad a little bit here today, but then the theme with the guests was that we would try all of the protected French cheeses. There are a couple different categories of uh, defined, protected, regional cheeses and trying to get through all of them i think there are 67 of them and we were on the last 14 of them today but they all they happen to be all of the uh probably trickiest ones to find between seasonally and just rarity they seem to be pretty hard anyways uh they've been kicked off other lists along the way because we couldn't find them so it's gonna be a trouble it's gonna be a hard one to do anyways when the cheesemongers are open none of the cheesemongers were open Apparently, I, I I walked for a while in the rain. I couldn't find any. I went into two grocery stores that had nothing that I was looking for, and so instead, I just bought a little sampler plate because I was like, "Well, you know what, Dad? You don't you don't get to get away without eating any cheese. Um, I wouldn't want you to feel left out entirely." So I appreciate that. Pretty basic plate. We have a blue a chevre, which is a goat cheese. I th- believe a sheep cheese and a cow cheese. The cow cheese is the Comté. I this is like a pont pont de le, pont de vec. We've already had it. It's a blue cheese that I remember being pretty good. The goat cheese looks really tame. And the this cheese, what was the name of it again? I might actually be mixing these up because there, were, there weren't labels on these cheeses. There were labels on cheeses that looked like them. So these might not even be the right cheeses. So it doesn't even matter that I can't fully remember what we're doing. But uh, we also got a grocery store baguette because the bakery I wanted to go to was also closed. 
Mondays in Paris, the worst. So anyway, we've got grocery store, cheese platter, and a quote-unquote baguette, a plain baguette um, that was square. But I already had a little bit of it. It's fine. It's good. It's not, it's not like it's bad or anything. It's just plenty to complain about here. So anyways, that's the experience. I'm going to try and get um, the cheeses that are missing by the end of the season. And otherwise, well, I guess I'll just eat them on my own. I, I can't keep delaying podcasts because I can't find cheese. Or you could. I could forever. So anyway, that's that. Um, we can jump into the cheese here in a minute. I'm, I'm actually pretty hungry, so I'm looking forward to at least trying these out and seeing how they go. Um, but before we do that, Dad, you've been here a lot lately. People have commented that you seem to be passing through a lot. Uh, what's going on? How are you? How is it that you're able to come and visit and spend so much time over here? I'm very grateful for that. Well, it uh, involves my work. So I get to go to different parts uh, of the world at different times mm-hmm. and uh, often Paris is a great place to come to on the way to other locations. So I just happen to get to see you as well as uh, do something for work. So it's really nice. I really, you know, it's been good. It's very convenient. I just realized uh, that really the, has there's a shirt thrown on the couch behind you looking trashy in here. I'm trying to hide how trashy the place is. I haven't <laughs> been able to clean up in a while. Uh, yes, well... How- well, how do you describe? Because I think if anybody's listened to my podcast for a while, they know that you used to be a pastor. But how do you how do you describe what you do now? I have a way that I describe it to people, but I think it also depends on what their context. Yeah, is. exactly. Yeah, it really depends on context. So, uh, on one hand, you could say that I'm a pastor without walls. I like that, uh, and I, that's uh, so. Uh, over the years, I have connected with people from uh, all walks of life, and uh, currently I am friends with folks that are uh, involved in different parts of the world, and so I will get an invitation to something that they're doing, mm-hmm. and I like to go and support them and meet the folks that they're spending time with. Yeah, it's good. I've, if people are familiar with Christianese, I call you an itinerant discipler. Oh, Okay. That's what, and I think I think it actually works really well. Yeah, but if you're into the Christianese, if you don't understand Christianese, uh, which is a very niche language, then yeah, it is. Then uh, it's a strange language. At it's times. a bizarre one. Uh, then yeah, pastor without walls that works. Spending time with people and listen, do a lot of listening. Yeah, ask a few questions. Hopefully, good questions. I'm but, glad that it gets you on on airplanes and that those airplanes can conveniently pass through Paris. <laughs> Yeah, Paris is conveniently or, located. I was going to say or inconveniently, depending, but yeah, it works out really well. Yeah, well, the fun uh, when I went to Nepal, mm-hmm. uh, it was actually an hour shorter to go from the West Coast to Paris to Nepal as opposed to going from Paris uh, to the, or Paris, from the West Coast to go west yeah. to Nepal. It was actually an hour, tra- total travel time was less. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. The Pacific, there's um, this, the random asides now, but there was at uh, Bo Grinnell, there's a mall, and they have a really big space, and they hung a giant globe, massive. It was like two stories tall. And so just slowly rotate, I think just on its own. Like, And uh, if, if, as you watched it, ju- the Pacific took up an entire side. Like, wow. as it rotates yeah. away, you basically just lose sight of land. And then land starts to come back in. You know, like Australia kind of peeks in on the corner. New Zealand tries to catch up. And then all of a sudden, Asia is there. But, like, it, yeah, it's a lot. 
it's it's I, I think it's hard to it's I feel like it's hard to actually comprehend just how big the Pacific is and so yeah thankfully you yeah. have the convenient route of passing through Paris yeah it works for me yeah so, so far so good yeah and and, and, and you still like me enough that I can visit so thankfully yeah <laughs> works out well and well and thankfully we're lucky that we have also the now access to uh, more space because my landlady is kind enough to let you stop in her place and that's another massive uh massive blessing that she's handed on yeah. to us so that's yeah. really good and um yeah it's good to have you it's lucky because i do get to see you occasionally going back to the states and seeing family and so forth and but you're i mean what's it like i think that one of the other common questions that you get all the time uh that i'm sure people well someone's wondering um would be what what is it how is it having your kids in different time zones slash well kinds in the same time zone but she's on the other one of the other corners of the american map right yeah i mean it, yeah what's it what's it like having kids abroad uh there are pros and cons and the main con is that i don't get to see you guys on a day by day or a weekly kind of basis yeah so i was with a friend in bulgaria this weekend and uh, his kids and grandkids all live in the same community. Yeah. So they get to be around the, the them on a regular basis, and uh, that's a wonderful thing, you know. And now that that uh, Karn has the boys, yeah. it would be wonderful if I could be around them more. Yeah. Uh, if for no other reason than to have fun. Yeah. Uh, jump on the trampoline. And or maybe even give Kevin and Karin a break. Yeah, maybe. You know, once in a while. Maybe. So that would really be nice. Or, you know, we've talked about wanting to go golfing. Yeah. Things like that. That we just, I just can't call you up and say, hey, let's go. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's the con. Uh, but the pro is that you both live in wonderful places. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of Karin, I have a direct flight out of Spokane. Yeah. So I I can jump on an airplane and be in San Diego faster than I can drive across state to Seattle. Mm. So uh, even though mileage-wise it's much further, uh, time-wise it's faster. Yeah. So as long as there are the resources to be able to jump on the plane, um, that works out well. Yeah. Uh, And when I thought about it, uh, like, let's see, this summer – in the course of the next two months, I will see you more than I will see her over the course of a year. Yeah. You know, because we'll be together somewhere around three to four weeks over the next five or six weeks, yeah. or however that works. So, but I may get to see her a little more frequently, mm-hmm. but just not as much time. I have a lifestyle that's a little more accommodating too. Yeah. Just that without children or a, a set schedule. That's the other reason that, that I was going to get into this. I just realized that the podcast is has been very low priority. Has been that I, I accepted an invitation to uh, speak at a TEDx event this coming weekend, and yeah, my dad just raised the roof for those of you that aren't watching this. Woo, and woo. Uh, the which is cool. It's a really really cool opportunity, and it's one that I almost turned down because I've been very busy and already feeling a little overwhelmed but i decided to do I've, i'm fortunately in a place where i'm either filming for the 20 and 20 so i'm like five around these months into that so far um which my dad has been a part of two of those videos and hopefully we can get him into the third a third we tried last night and it didn't work um 
for other reasons. Nothing works in this country. Everything just nothing ever goes smoothly. Um, but however, yeah, last night was a delightful evening. It was good. It was really good. What did we do last night? Uh, we went to St. James in Paris, yep. which is not a five-star hotel, but a palace. It is. Which I had never heard of anything being above five stars, but that only makes sense competition-wise. Of course. So, and we had drinks there, and it was and a delightful time with Pushan. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we went and had uh, a steak dinner, all to celebrate my birthday. All for Thank your birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah, happy birthday. So it was a delightful happy time, even birthday. though it didn't work for... Well, he was supposed to, speaking of things not working, he was supposed to get here for, he was supposed to be here for his actual birthday a month ago and unfortunately couldn't make it. And so just delayed the plans. So not unfortunate because it'd been fun to do it on the day, but we still got to do it. And, uh, the St. James, I thought was, would be a really fun inclusion for the 2020 because it is the fanciest thing I probably would ever put into a video. I mean, up there there's, I'm sure we'll do something fancy along the way, but, um, but they, they did not want me to film. Uh, without authorization and the people that could give authorization were not working and you know it's just i was like you know what whatever we'll just have a nice evening and uh and and do that and uh and yeah but it leaves me needing a drinks place to put i need an ending to the video still so there's a place in the 16th that was in the date spot video that we didn't ever really talk about or put anywhere like it's going to go in the expanded version of the guide once the app side of things is up and running but uh until then uh, just doesn't exist anywhere. So what I'm hearing from you is the lesson is when you come to Paris, just skip Monday. Yeah, just skip Monday. <laughs> just sleep in. Sundays and Mondays are complicated, but also every I mean every day there's something that's gonna be. But yeah, that's it's it is that thing about Paris, which is why I actually kind of don't mind it. Like for the I'll mention it in the video, and I don't mind that like we filmed a lot in the rain, which was not fun and whatever else. But it's like yeah, but you can still get out. You can still have a good time and you can still find good stuff and you don't have to stay home. And just cause one thing is closed, there's something down the street that you're going to love as well. And it's only, it. I guess it's more about setting expectations, right? About like, okay, well that didn't work, but we can go somewhere else or we can just enjoy this for what it is and continue on. Cause nothing, nothing ever fully stacks up, you know? So might as well just enjoy it. But, um, all that to say, that, yeah, I've been really focused on either filming or preparing this talk, and I have not had any bandwidth left for anything else, but I wanted to make sure that we filmed this um, or recorded this podcast with you before you left because I won't have an opportunity until June, and by then we will be on hiatus from podcasting, and I was really hoping to get the cheese going, um, and we didn't. So speaking of cheese, would you like some cheese? Sure, and you know maybe you saved the last uh, four or five that you were looking for for that family time that family podcast in two years there you go within two years and bring <laughs> bring four or five it might take a while it may take that long to get them um we can start we can start uh well honestly these are i feel like these are going to be pretty tame this one might be a little less tame and i know you're not the biggest fan of blue but no but i'll try it yeah give it a try but we can so do you want to start with you want to dive head first with the blue let's do it all right let's do it so i cut up little chunks here already here's one for you Probably doesn't Thank look you. little, but taint big. Um, blue is something we've talked about this a lot on the podcast this season. Um, but blue is something that has definitely grown on me, and I really like it now. But I used to hate it. Here's a bread. Cheers for you. Cheers. Cheers. Eye to eye contact. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I mean, 
It's got that tangy, kind of metally taste. Not as tangy as I would have thought. It's not or expected. It's pretty weak, actually. So, I was hoping for it to be a little saltier. To be honest, ah, one of the things yeah. I really like about a good blue cheese is like it's sometimes just like really salty. You like it? Okay, mm-hmm. it's pretty creamy. It's fine, but it's not like the punchiest. Not the not the strongest of flavors. No. Well, now I can't. It's actually better than what I have had in the states. Oh, good. Maybe we'll maybe we'll convert you to being a blue cheese fan, at least of this style. No, at least in France. Yeah, it has a sweetness to it. Actually, mm-hmm. it's nice. It is. It's good. It's funny because I spend all my time with people that really know a lot about food, and I just like do my best. <laughs> this tastes creamy and sweet, kind of tangy. It works. Mm-hmm. One of the things, so two things you made me think of. We didn't at the end of the. This isn't. This video is not out yet, but we've said this before on camera, I think. But in the nineteenth video, we remind people that you have to make eye contact when cheersing, otherwise it's seven years bad sex. But you're also not supposed to cross. Don't cheers over someone. So if two people are cheersing, don't reach over that or under it. That's like walking under a ladder. Yeah, and it's funny because when I was in Sofia this weekend, yeah. we did do some cheers, but. Um, it involved some Americans and some Brits and so forth. And I was conscious of trying to make eye contact yeah. because of my time with you. Yep. Yeah. We all do it. I mean, it's funny. It is a thing. You did a good job there, choosing the bread. Well, yeah, you have me trained. No, I've but, been trained. Well, you know, it, it's just culture. That's culture. It just kind of grows and, and self-perpetuates, right? Well, yeah. And it also shows that uh, parents think they're training their kids when in reality it's the other way around. Yeah, eventually comes back around. <laughs> okay, true. so what is this? I think this, is cheese? A, I think this is a goat cheese. Very light and fluffy. I think it might have some ash on the outside. Um, it's going to be, I'm guessing it's going to be very creamy. I'm not expecting a super strong flavor. Go for it. Oh, here nope. you can have that one. I was just smelling that one, but well, you can take that's it. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Yep, that basically is exactly what I expected. Mm. It's like pillowy, creamy. Very, very lightly acidic, but it almost doesn't even have flavor. It's almost like a cream cheese. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah, kind of... What would you say? How do you make... It gets more like um, aromatic as you... Yeah, there's a little it. more flavor. Well... And the aftertaste yep. seems to have a little more flavor, if you will. Yeah. We're having that. See, even grocery store cheese is fine here in France. It's a pre-made little platter. It's okay. The thing about the Conte is that it's only six months old, so see how it is. Like, I'm a very, I love old Conte. And, uh, so it's just the, how does the flavor change? Do you well, think? so it is, it ages the, the lactic, I think it's the lactic acid that it crystallizes. I don't know. I, don't quote me on that because I don't know what it exactly it is. I don't think it's the actual acid, but there's um, a la- I think lactic crystals form. I should probably look up the science of how this works. I always thought they were salt crystals, but they're not. They do taste really salty though. So when you bite in, you get a little bit of crackle and like it's really strong flavor. Just like it has time to develop a really bold like character. And then those crystals, just like a nice little punchiness to it. So when it's younger, it tends to be a little bit creamier. Creamy. I mean, Conte is not super creamy, but 
definitely is a little bit softer and then it um it never tastes as strong so it's just not as nice yeah of, a, of an experience but you can get like two or three year old uh comte that's where it's really at so yeah. this one's six months old it's a baby okay so we can get to that i suppose but you robbed the cradle yeah unfortunately it's not 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 my preference but that's where we ended up uh poor little cheese poor poor little cheese so being it's a time time away from the kids not to i i feel like yeah it's weird isn't it because like i for me like i wouldn't i we're also in just in different places in life in some ways where um like karen is has gone down a completely different path than i have um getting married having kids and then she's got like a she didn't go down the full-time job route she just kind of ended up in that to support what was going on um on their side and then you guys moved around we all moved around quite a bit for a minute there like from pullman to texas and west africa and everywhere else and you guys ended up in spokane um and then you know i ended up here but it is that thing. It also does feel like we're kind of like as I would that that con of not being able to see each other more regularly. I really like that idea of like just being able to call you up and be like, "Hey, let's go golfing." I really like that idea. Um, that's really, that would be really nice. But I also don't think I could survive in Spokane, right? Um, and and I wouldn't expect you to. No, and I know that. But I also I don't know. I was just thinking about it because that is a really nice idea, right? Like that's that. Oh yeah. So I, I just need to get you to move here. Um, you know, but it's that thing where it's like we're all in different places where that's not really possible, right? Like, I, right. I feel like we all have our reasons to be where we are and we we can't be closer necessarily. So thankfully we can travel. But I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what is that? Is it just kind of a static thing? Is it a seasonal thing? Is it a, what is that? Well, it's really hard to know. I mean, because at this point, um, I was going to say I would, well, I don't know if any of us at this stage are that flexible to relocate. Yeah. Um, you might, you might be the closest and then me, but, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, at some point that may change, you know, and, um, I guess I want you and Karn to be where you feel like you need to be. And I was telling someone that when we first visited you in Nice, that uh, you felt like uh, your experience here was not what you had hoped by yeah. any means. And then we took the train up here to Paris and almost right away, you just lit up mm. like, Oh, this is where I needed to be. What was I doing in Nice? Yeah. Right. And uh, over the years, I've watched you express how much you feel at home and comfortable here. Yeah. So um, to take you away from that would be a huge disservice to you, mm -hmm. would be bad for you. Uh, and I know that at some point you may choose to live elsewhere at some point, but that, you know, that needs to be your choice. Yeah. So, uh, and it, I think Karn and Kevin are feeling similar in some ways, in San Diego. So, you know, as your as your father, I'm just I'm excited that you guys have found places that you feel good about, yeah. and that I can get to you, you know, and uh, you know, and living in Spokane, the great thing there is, 
from parking lot through security is five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> so bad. It's great, you know, 10 minutes from my apartment. Now we just need a direct flight from Spokane to Paris. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Seattle to Paris isn't bad. Not too bad. Yeah. But on the way back, it's always that extra flight, that just that extra leg that's like, ugh. Yeah. Sitting 45 in minute flight, really? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially when there's a two hour layover in Seattle. Uh, yeah, I'll be doing point. that sometime soon. Yeah, uh, lucky you. Great. Yeah. Well, anyway, no, no, no. That's that's. But I'm. I mean, I think it's that thing where I don't know. I haven't. I hadn't thought about it too much either, though, for a while. Because I mean, for me, like, I. You know, I've been more on the run for so long too, and I think that like I. I don't have any intention of going back to the States and I don't have any, I think right now I am locked in here. I think I am probably the closest to being flexible just because like if I can get my citizenship, then, then, then everything opens up. Then it's like, Oh, anything is possible. But until that happens, hopefully it happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm locked in here, but also like my business is here. Exactly. Everything I do is here. Yeah. So it's that thing where it'd be interesting too, because like, I think the cool thing about prepping the TED Talk has been TEDx talk, but the TED Talk has been the it's you know it's all about um, there is a level of my journey in it and in the and remembering when we when you first got here we were talking about writing and how like writing had just become a non thing in my life and how I'm not sure how that fits back in, but I'm starting to see how that could happen again and I think going back through like the years I put into it it's like yeah I want to I would like to get back to it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because even, even, even if I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the future looks like, but all that to say that, like, I was just thinking like, yeah, it's not, it wasn't even on my radar in a lot of ways because I didn't want to be anywhere else and I still don't want to be anywhere else, but it is interesting how life changes and I'm kind of just open to what happens and what comes. So I could end up in Paris for the rest of my life or I could, just be here part-time i don't imagine ever leaving but i don't know and, right. and i think i did you i don't know how you'll i know i, I kind of know how you'll take this but i don't i just for me i also i realize this is not true but like i, I already think i'm 40 in my brain even though i'm not and i already just kind of think well i've kind of done every like if i do a ted talk and maybe run a marathon then there's then i've done it all you know then it's over then life is done like i've ticked i've ticked all the boxes and i can just die and it's so funny how like my there's just something in my brain that's like yeah like life life's almost over it was a good one you had a nice you had a nice run and so i can't i just can't imagine the future which is a thing that happens anyways i think you're you're raised especially in a town like pullman you grew up worshiping education basically and you think okay i know every step all the way through my education and then i just go on and am an adult so there's already kind of a lack of like what do you really do on the other side of school but now it's kind of it's like i struggled and strived so hard just to not be starving (laughs) that you're just like oh well now what what is the future i don't even know what i don't what am i building where am i going what am i doing so I think that the the nice to to bring to land that plane the the thing about it is that's kind of cool is in our discussion beginning of your at the beginning of your trip about writing and then developing this talk and then seeing that like I could actually 
really do a chunk of work in Paris every year, kind of gear it towards the tourist season. And then if I want to make any other videos throughout the year, I can just do kind of whatever I want. Or I could like, yeah, take time to go somewhere and write, get out of Paris, go into the countryside, go to a seaside town or something and just spend a lot more time writing. That There's a real appeal to me in that right. as well. And for me, I would love to see you doing that because even if you never publish it, yeah, I think it will reinvigorate you and it will show in other aspects, including the business. Yeah, for sure. So I think it for you, it's the kind of thing that would be refreshing and good for your mind, good for your soul and your spirit. Uh, probably good for you physically too because you slow down some when you write. Yeah, yeah. I know it can be tiring, but uh, if you could take six weeks and just write, yeah. um, have your coffee, have a good beer. You don't do 20,000 steps a day writing, so. Yeah, probably, well, so you might have to change that. No, but I'm saying that's that's a good thing. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, all these videos have been, have been exhausting. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's interesting for you. Like, would you, is there in an, in a future, would you want to move to California? Would you want to come out here for longer stints or is there somewhere else that you would actually like, you know, you enjoyed London. Is there somewhere that you would just like to go spend some more time? Well, to define time. I don't know. I mean like, yeah, that's it. I guess there I mean, are some, you talking three weeks or are you talking three years? That's the thing. Yeah. So I think the both, I am curious in both. I'm curious about both. Like what would you like to go visit? more or are you would you like to explore and then yeah would you would you be up to move somewhere or i because you do have a good support network in the northwest right yeah and that's one of the things that <laughs> sorry that's okay cooper uh, snores are better than cooper farts when it comes to interruptions so for sure i'll take the snore yeah um well you know I, again it depends on what life brings my way right would i be willing to move um you know, I try to hold that open. Yeah. Uh, and I, and you know, throughout your life, I don't know if you picked this up from me and from mom, but I've tried to hold things like this with yeah. an open hand, which is one of the reasons why we ended up in Texas. Yeah. Uh, someplace that was not on our radar maybe whatsoever. The only, yeah. But that's where we ended up. And, um, uh, you know, so trying to hold things like that. So, would that happen? It could very well happen. That you know, I've thought that uh, if circumstances lined up properly, I could see myself coming and spending a month here at a time. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'd do the same down in San Diego or not. Um, but when it comes to actually uprooting and moving uh, at uh, at my stage of life, on one hand, I would have the flexibility to do that. Yeah. But on the other hand, what you alluded to is really important and that's the friendships. Mm -hmm. And as you know, when you move to a new place, it can be difficult to build friends. Yeah. You know, when you guys were younger, uh, the, the avenue was through schools. So we'd get to know other parents of mm -hmm. kids and, and some of your friends, parents became friends for us, that kind of a thing. So that was easier. But when you don't have that natural in it can be really tough to build friendships. Yeah. So then that that's a cost I would have to look at closely. Yeah. So um, would I be open to it? I think so. I would hope that I'd be open to it. Yeah. Uh, but I'd really have to count that cost and look at what 
and, and maybe it would be some modification, you know, that a month visiting you and then uh, a month in San Diego and then back for a yeah. few months in Spokane. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do feel that. I mean, that's why for me in the past, I think it's two things for me because I moved so much just because I was, I was running from myself, I think, but, um, so I never really wanted to settle. And then, so I've gotten a lot healthier. And I think that for me, it's the, that motivation to keep moving is gone and mostly gone. I think the, the desire to explore is coming back, but the desire to move is, has waned a lot. And, I think also the friends is just that thing where I feel like I've, I've invested. It's not sunk. It's not, I don't think it's sunk pot fallacy. Like I don't think I, uh, or sunk cost pot committed. Those are the two that I was conflating there. I don't think it's the sunk cost fallacy where I'm like, Oh, but I've spent too much time here to leave. Um, I realize people leave all the time. There's always a risk that people will go. Some of my closest friends are always kind of on the verge of maybe leaving. Um, thankfully a couple of them are staying forever. Um, Lindsay will never leave Paris. She barely leaves her own neighborhood. And yes, Lindsay, I know you're hearing this and I can't wait to hear about it later. Um, that's okay. Lindsay, you go for it. Go for what? She's not, she's not going for anything, but staying on her street. Um, no, that's not true. Uh, it's kind of true, but, um, the, I think, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a big thing. I think about that when it's like, Oh, but would you want to move to X, Y, or Z? And it's like, well, kind of, but like, I especially after having lived here for a long time and now having Cooper and having met a lot of people in my neighborhood and um, I don't know between what I do for work and him and whatever else kind of becoming a known entity around the city and there's a combination of things because part of it's like sometimes I'd rather not be known um, yeah. not that I'm super famous or anything but it is there's something about there's something that's nice to just walk into a coffee shop buy coffee and then sit down Um and read or just do whatever you're going to do. But the, um, but also just like that sense that it, it, it engenders a sense of community because like community doesn't have to be particularly intimate or deep. Like you have that. I, I feel like growing up in the church, I felt like, well, you have to have an intimacy and a depth with everyone with all, like dozens of people. And it took me until four minutes ago. No, it took me until pretty recently to, realize oh no no like i really need to just invest in a few people and not give myself away to all these people um which i'm sure played into my daily vlogging but in doing so like you also recognize the, the simple pleasure and like the necessity of just saying hi to the local you know uh vendors and i have french words coming to my mind for the people in my neighborhood but you know just like the the you know the, lo the local flower vendor and, and cheesemonger if they're ever open which they're not and you know just like that that those little interactions make a big difference and and yeah if you move to a new place that will come but you are starting over you know and if you have to start if you have to find new like deeper relationships people that will really support you you know that's that's a whole nother level of, of investment to get to that point yeah yeah yeah, yeah and it's different when you're 20 yeah, if when it really is years ahead of you, and when you get to be um, closing in on seventy, then it's like, hmm, yeah, where do I want to spend this? Yeah, yeah. there's a challenge there. But to be fair, when you're seventy, you, I think you have a better you have a better framework through which to choose the people you spend your time with. Okay, true, but no, find, just, finding those people though, yeah, it's hard. 
is not easy. I think, right. but I, yeah, no, and it, it does get harder as you get older, for sure. I'm not trying to minimize that. Oh, no, not at all. And, and part of that is because people have their lives established. Yeah. And, I mean, you run, yeah. you've mentioned that as well. Yeah. Where you're having trouble getting time with someone, but it's because they're doing things they need to be doing. Yeah, and well, like you said, as people get married, have kids, do, like, there's certain avenues that then make, basically, like, my friends are all very non-traditional in their lifestyle and their jobs and whatever, because they're actually available when I'm available, and... The funny thing is, like, for me, my lifestyle is so much, my job is being out and doing so much and going out, eating out, drinking, all these things that, like, when the weekend comes, if there's a weekend, I just want to stay home. And, which is a new thing for me, too. I didn't used to want that, but now it's like, no, I like, I've learned that rest is important and I value it. It just comes at the time that everyone else wants to go out which is on me, I could definitely shift things and I could I could work on weekends and then combine work with hanging out, I guess. But yeah, I don't know, it's just weird. So same thing, I don't, I'm not meeting young parents and I'm not, there's a lot of avenues, like, or people that, in France especially, people really make friends with their colleagues. They go to lunch with them, they go after drinks with them. It's just, it becomes a circle of friends that I also don't have. I'm, I'm working, you know, not by myself anymore, but like, for myself and basically by myself. So I, yeah, I, I feel that I imagine moving, especially if you were to move somewhere like France, like you, then you also have to find people, there's a language barrier. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Like it's definitely, that would be a huge, huge, huge move, which is why I think like there's a part of me in my brain that's like, well, if I can provide the space for you, like my goal is to, to if when I talk about having a Parisian apartment or buying my chateau, the whole thing is like, well, I just got to make sure that there's enough room so that you could come stay. And so in my brain, it's kind of like that where it's like, well, I mean, if worst comes to worst, I'll have space for my dad. The medical system here is amazing. And even if he's on a tourist visa, they're not going to turn him away. Like, hopefully they're not listening to this for my citizenship interview. <laughs> and uh, no, but I mean, it's that thing where, you know, it's just like, OK, like you have that space where like Karen and her family or whatever. Just like, OK, well, there's there's a place to land mm -hmm. if nothing else. But for me, that's easy because I've lived abroad for a you know dozen years I speak the language, you know, I'm, I'm on the verge of getting citizenship. Like for me, there's nothing particularly foreign or stressful about living here. There are things that are certainly foreign. Um, and certain, frustrating. Yeah. And very frustrating, but that, you know, but is that, but that's true that, but my French friends complain about the same things. Like we're all like, why, why does the superstructure of French culture have to be built this way? But yeah, I don't know. That's so that's, that's why for me, it's like on the one hand, I think, more romantically you're like oh well then there's this space and place for my family but the reality is that it would be a really really big event like for any of you to uproot and move here mm -hmm. similar to when i did it the first time um and so i don't even know if that's even remotely realistic i think it's possible but i don't think it's you know right. a thing so not that i don't still want to provide the opportunity if it's needed but um I think we were, we were talking about this when we were talking about like cabins and like, you know, having like a lake cabin in the woods kind of a thing. And it can be nice to, it's very nice to have that to offer to friends and family, but you don't want to do it for them when maybe they don't even want it or there's no guarantee that anyone's ever going to show up. Like you have to find the thing that you want and you're going to do it for yourself that at least if nobody shows up, you'll be happy. And if people do show up, great. And I think that's, I'm kind of thinking through that because I, again, I don't know what the future looks like. And I, 
I don't know where it's going, hopefully in good places. I've stopped reading the news more or less because I'd like to believe it's going in good places, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, you've covered a little bit of ground. I was going to say a terrible transition question there, but like, yeah, I don't know because... Well, I think a lot of families go through this question. Yeah, and you've lived more life than I have, so you've seen you've seen that life continues after even you think you're 40 when you're not. Yeah. Yeah. I might as well be 40. I have no problem with being 40. It's just weird that my brain, I literally, when people are like, how old are you? I'm like, not 40. <laughs> I think. So anyway, um, yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of families go through that. You know, they become empty nesters. Yeah. And then in, in this day and age where you can work anywhere, uh, yeah. a lot of kids uh, say, hey, I want to go to uh, Florida to work. Or New York, yeah, um, maybe even Cleveland. It um, happens, yeah. Shout so, out Cleveland, yeah, yeah, or London or yeah. whatever, you know. So, and then when the parents retire, they now have all this free time. They downsize their home often, and they're they're looking at, well, do I move closer to the kids? Yeah, and and maybe the grandkids, you know. So they a lot of families work through that and make their decisions and make their moves and um and more power to them if they if they're able to do that that's great um but i think whenever they do that uh, it can it comes again with that cost you know that uh, how do you make connections with your peers and uh, and make relationships that are good for you and not just draining on the kids and so yeah, I mean, this is a very real topic, and I don't know how that will how it will play out with us. Uh, you know, with your mom in a care facility, mm-hmm. that's a that's a wild card. Yeah, in this whole thing. So uh, we'll see. No, and it's hard because yeah, I mean, well, and that that thing that we where we want, and we've talked. I have talked about this on a podcast, I think, a few episodes ago. But that difficulty of also wanting relationship with one parent and not the other, and and but also you guys are still together and that i mean that is like it i think that's the thing though i don't know i don't know how much that complicates anything for me so much as it's just it is the it is the both a a tie to spokane and also for me a reason i'd rather not go you know um because there's which is i mean that's fine i can still i will go i'm still gonna go and i'm going to go straight to pizza pipeline and it'll be great but it is, it, it's tricky, right? Like, I think growing up, I always thought, well, I, I grew up thinking our family was just, like, solid and perfect, and then, and what what are all these other messed up families over here doing? And then you grow up, and you're like, oh, no, like, we're, we're there's a reason that we're disparate, and, you know, we're all coming to figure it out, and we're really grateful for your willingness to talk and to grow and to figure this out with us, and, um, you know, it's not easy um, but it does add like another weird level of complication because I think for me then recognizing like as we engage and as we talk about these things, like we, it's not as easy for us in some ways. We don't gel. I think we get along fine and like we, we stay in communication and we love each other, but in a way like we don't quite gel in that, in I don't, maybe nobody does, but it feels like there's a fluidity there that like, 
I feel like, okay, well then that means I need to put in a little extra effort and I need to actually try and I need to, and you, I think you do this. I think you really try like you, you show up and like when you first got here, you were pushing me to talk about in a good way, but you kept, you were asking about stuff that you wanted to talk about with therapy, with what I'm going through with mom, all these things. And I really appreciate that. Um, cause I was a little bit, I was a little bit apprehensive to talk about it cause I'd been going through a lot and I just wasn't sure if I was ready. Um, so I really appreciate that. And I think from my perspective, same thing with Karin is it's like, okay, like we all, there's a, there is a, there is a bit of fracture there. And so how do we mend that so that we can not just bridge those gaps, but close those gaps and make make a stronger sense of fluidity and it's hard to be at that place where i'd like to do that but now proximity is a factor um and so it's great that you can travel so much so easily i definitely i I mean california is a little bit harder for me for uh distance and logistics but you know, I'm still trying to get there once or twice a year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I've just been thinking about that because it's like there's, it does, I don't know if you feel the same way or not, but it feels very, very much like there's some stuff to like figure out, okay, well, how do we, and maybe just requires a little extra energy and maybe that's just relationships in general. Maybe they always require a little extra work, but. Yeah. And I think the proximity piece is a big piece. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we're almost in daily contact with each other. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, through Wordle. Yep. Right? So, uh, and I don't know how often you and Karin are, are talking or texting. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think we have quite a bit of communication in that regard. Yeah. But um, I think some of that communication is hindered simply because we're not sitting in the same room. Yeah. You know, when you sit face to face and you're not holding a microphone, uh, it allows for... Um, different kind of conversation yeah so uh yeah so i think proximity is a big issue there something we don't need to talk about this on camera but at some point i have thought that uh, maybe uh given the proximity issue uh we need to or not need to but could consider doing like a family vacation yeah or yeah we've talked about that before we're yeah all seven of us uh maybe go to hawaii or or something. Yeah. Or even just go get, far as far away from Europe as you can. Yeah. Just keep going that direction. Yeah. Well, which 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 I guess we could go to. Oh, who who needs to go to an island? But anyway, <laughs> we can find an island in the Caribbean. That'd be yeah, there, at there least a go. step oh, the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. We could. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. But even even renting an RV and traveling yeah. together through some of the national parks. Yeah. yeah just whatever. Be cool. But just to be together. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I would like that. I would like really like to talk that through, and I think again, you and I are more flexible, so we can figure that out with them. But it'd be really good. Yeah, I think that's I think that's just kind of it. Is it's like well, just I, it's a combination of it is a combination, and that I think for me that's the thing is it's like that you kind of hit it, it's the type of communication, and there's a level of like depth and intimacy that just that can happen over a distance, you know, um, and will, but it is not the same as just like spending a day together. And then at the end of the day, sitting down, the kids are in bed and you open a beer and then have like, who knows where the conversation wanders. And yeah, I create, I definitely crave that. Um, so it's important to keep that in mind. And I think for me, 
I mean, financially, it, in the past, has been really hard just to get back to the States. And so now, I think, you know, as things are turning better for me, then it becomes less of an issue. And I think it's, it is a, a high priority. And But it is one that you kind of have to, like, remind yourself, like, this, you need to plan six months in ahead for this thing that is important to you. Um, and so needing to get on top of that, even if it, and that includes running RVs. I'm sure they're booked out solid for, let's try some more cheese, by the way, too, before we run out of time. This one is the, that was the best, that was the best transition I've ever had. What a segue. Uh, let's rent RVs for family time. Cheese. I could bring cheese to the family sure time, you could. but I don't know who, hopefully they would be appreciated. Well, I don't know. Get spicy Maybe. Cheetos for the kids. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Of course. And this is Cheers. your this cheese. Is, uh, this is cheese. So you said one was goat and one was sheep? This one tastes like cow to me. I don't think it's sheep cheese. This is good. This one's the best one so far. It's a little funky. Might be too funky for dad. How you doing over there? It is a little funky, but not uh, gym, dirty gym socks funky. No, it's definitely. It's trying them. <laughs> yeah, it's trying them. That one, that one is a little too strong to me to be sheep cheese, but we don't really know. We're just kind of flying with it. We know what the blue one is. We think that one's goat. That's, this one, it, it's cheese. I can tell you that much. As far as I know, grab this Conte. I don't need bread for the Conte. I mean, you can definitely do some of yours. Ah, uh, wait, though. I'm pushing you with your... Here you go. Put this on your little bread there. There we go. There you go. One last cheese, cheese. Cheese, cheers. Cheese, cheers. Nope. It's, it's nice, though. Young Comte. I give I give young... Comte Jeune. Is, Jeune. is it Jeune Comte? Be the age, goodness, and size. So I should go first. Jeune Comte. Give it a hard time. But um, still tasty. It is. It's a really good dessert cheese or after mm-hmm. meal cheese. It's good. Thank you. Of course. That's how I connected best with my temporary French mother-in-law. I was dating a French girl and her mom loved cheese and none of the other family was as into cheese. And so afterwards she had like really old, she had some really good cheese that she break out just for me not really just for me she wanted to eat it but that's how we that's how we bonded briefly mm. so you always got to keep those cheese options open yeah, well, definitely and at the end of the day if you if you don't like it you're the only one missing out so I, I keep trying there's only a couple of them that i that i still really don't like but you know we'll work on it well this for the we mystery go. round i think we did okay yeah the mystery round was not so bad yeah mystery cheese round that that's a that's a title there right there go. So what are you, I guess, yeah, this, uh, I don't know. I don't even, I don't even know if I have a follow-up question. I have a lot of like, I feel like I have a lot of thoughts and feelings, but I guess this is kind of just a, it is a period of life to like reflect. And I mean, we always need to reflect, but it is, I don't, I, I've, for me, this feels like the first time I've definitely been at crossroads and I've definitely felt completely lost in my life before. It's not like I'm not, but I always had kind of a guiding star. Where I was like, I know that I want to write. I know that I want to get to Paris. I know that, you know, this and that. And those things served as like a direction. 
as a heading as you know where i'm where i'm gonna go but i don't have that right now i feel like and that's there's nothing wrong with that but it it does it, it's funny because it leaves me without even actually the right question to ask almost because i feel like we're just in this state of i don't know if it's stability or what it is but it's like we're just we're in a stable state and i guess maybe i'm just wired to preempt whatever instability comes next and maybe it's just all right maybe just enjoy this period for what it is yeah i would i yeah i would agree with that i'm I'm thinking of the agricultural metaphor i guess like of a vineyard Mm. that there's a season of of growth and fruitfulness and then there's a period of dormancy dormancy and then it starts to come back and you know all that kind of thing so i think in some ways maybe you're entering into as you deal with all these other things and as you get the business uh more established and so forth and you're starting to find internally um maybe that stable space it may be that you're kind of entering into a period of dormancy which is not a bad thing it's it's a rest period that allows you to grow and, and for new life to come. Yeah. So where do you I feel guess, like you're at? I, I guess I would encourage who I think I'm at. Yeah. Uh, who's asking the questions here? Oh, wait a second. You are. Oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, where am I at? I, I think I'm in a period of exploration mm. personally. So I think, uh, as you know, the last few years were rough years yep. and exhausting for me. You've also come a long ways. Well, thanks. It's, yeah, I don't think I'm 100%. It's interesting because I remembered when you did the video, you came to be with me Mm -hmm. when things were very difficult with your mom. And uh, somewhere in there talked about how tired I was, I think. And one of the comments in the video uh, related to how long it would take to recover simply said, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. And that has stuck with me because I felt like this is someone who's speaking from experience. Yeah. And I didn't realize a long time was going to be more than a month or two. Uh, and it's turned out to be a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and I still don't think I'm 100% yet, but I, I think I'm a lot further along. But with that, as I have recovered and so forth, that has also coincided with my freedom to do some of this travel. Yeah. And, um, and part of the travel is to be with friends, both new and old, certainly. Um, um, but it's also kind of a period of exploration, just kind of, well, what might be out there yet? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess I, that's what I, I would say. I'm in a season of kind of exploring, looking around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm, uh, average, American male, I, you know, I have another 15 or 20 years. Yeah. And as we've talked before, I you're above to, average. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an average guy. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see the last, you know, uh, as long as nothing catastrophic happens to me health wise, yeah. I'd like to stay fit enough to keep doing these kinds of things. Yeah. So whether it's, you know, swinging a golf club or jumping on the plane to go be with some folks in Bulgaria. I'd like to be able to do those kinds of things. Yeah. And I think there's just, you know, it's a lot of fun when you, as uh, my friend Boyega said, it's better together. 
You know, it's, it's really fun when you can get together with folks from different cultures and backgrounds and, and just share life and talk about what's going on. And yeah, for me, that that's a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's good. I'm glad you get to do it. And I hope you keep getting to do it. Yeah. For a long time to come. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question or not, but no, you did. That's good. I mean, it is true. I mean, you've, you've, you're in a much better place than you were even just a couple of years ago. And I mean, pre COVID, I mean, it's been four years pretty much since I flew over to help you out and, yeah, it's been four years. Yeah, so almost uh, just past four years to the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it's uh, it's uh, good that you've been able to recover. And yeah, these are pretty dire there for a minute. And yeah, yeah, we're all we're all. I mean, I think that's the thing too. I, I uh, one of the things that stuck with me from the last few months has been that um, you know it's always. Life is just hard for everyone. It's not, it's obviously on a scale. Like there's a spectrum and I tend to think, well, I'm fine compared to whoever they're struggling more, you know, but, but when you stop and you really think about it, life is, life is just hard. No matter what, it's always, it's always hard. Like there's even, even when there, we have moments where things go well and times are better, but just, just staying alive is hard just staying alive just in then to thrive and to to enjoy it and so it's a good reminder that when we stop and look back at especially those really hard times that there can I mean it doesn't always feel like there's progress but I guess it makes me feel really grateful to see yours and to see mine recently in reflecting and to just appreciate it in the moment you know because it's all we have and I think that's that's kind of the thing for me is like stop stop worrying about the future so much because you don't know what it is, where it is, what it brings. Um, good to plan for it as best you can. Good to set yourself up for the best future you can. But I don't know that if I'm not if I'm not really living it right now and enjoying it right now, taking a moment to just really be grateful. Then then I'm missing out on everything. Yeah. If you don't enjoy it now, you won't enjoy it then. No, you'll true. have missed it. And I I will have not enjoyed it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. I am too. I'm I'm really glad to be here. Yeah. And we got to eat some cheese. It was pretty okay. And we had a good talk. Yes. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh I guess tune in either next week or in two weeks. I gotta do I'll do one more video. I'll kinda do an update on where we're at with the app, why it's not out yet. Um I will post a link to the, the TEDx talk once it's available. Hope just I'll probably share it just with patrons. To start, I think, uh, well, we'll see. We'll figure something out. But uh, hopefully it goes well. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll go well. But I'll see you again one of these days real soon. Yes. Maybe with more cheese. Maybe I'll just have to get that cheese slowly over time. 